Hello, and welcome to the Accidental Yogini, a podcast discussing all things yoga from someone who sort of fell into the life of this transformative practice. From lively discussions about the physical practices to bringing the philosophies into the context of your current life, join me, Dr. Tracy Allshafer, in a journey of self-discovery and enlightenment through ancient practices, holistic medicine, and all things energy. Hello. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Good. How are you? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Good. Let me try this again. Welcome to the podcast, Susie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm not sure what happened there, but let's start all over again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Accidental Yogini Podcast. This is your host, Tracy, and today I have a special guest, uh, Susie Zapp. Am I going to say your last name right today, or am I going to butcher it again? Is it Zappoli? Zappelli. <laughs> See, I knew it. <laughs> You'd think after all these years I'd get it right. That's oh, okay. my goodness. How are you feeling today? Pretty good. It's good. been so long. I know, I know. We have not talked in, in too long, and I do miss all of my good, good friends from South Jersey, and um, so any, I have to try to connect with you guys however I can, so here we are doing it this way, sharing your story <laughs> yes, on our podcast. Really. So um, for the people that don't know you, uh, let let's talk about who you are um first of all your name and um maybe a little bit about how you got started with yoga um if you remember your maybe your very first introduction to yoga or your first teacher um and just a little background Hmm, going way back into the recesses of my mind huh um well, I vaguely remember taking yoga class, like, I don't know, I was doing something, I don't know, like high school or something, and, um, you know, recreationally, and I remember the teacher saying something, I don't even, I didn't even remember it until after I was in my training, and I remember the teacher commenting on me having good balance, <laughs> and okay. that I was a natural but I, I don't even remember that it was yoga. Um, so obviously it didn't really <laughs> register too much. Yeah. But my actual, um, my first intentional yoga class, I should say, <laughs> was like when I s- sought it out was after, um, after I had um, really bad endometriosis, I... I was always a very active and after I had endometriosis, I had had surgery and I wanted to get back into some type of light form of, of exercise. And I was like, Oh, I, I think yoga would be good because it's light exercise and I can stretch and breathe. And that's all I really knew of it. Mm. And, um, and I went and I liked that part of it, but I actually had a really bad experience because in 
actually my favorite pose of yoga, which is pigeon, the instructor came down and it came over to me and pressed down really hard on, mm. on, on my back. And even though I yeah. really loved the class, it was so calming and it was like this brand new relaxing, you know, because I was in my late twenties, relaxing uh, form of exercise for me. Um, I couldn't walk for two weeks after that. Oh my goodness. It was horrible. And I had to go find my chiropractor who had to be, happened to be an osteopath too, who put me back into alignment and I bought a two for one and I go back again. Cause I was like, I paid for this. Right. So I'm going to go back again. And don't you know, she did the same thing. She singled me out <laughs> out of like 25 people. Randomly. Wow. And had you mentioned to her what had happened the previous time? Was it, did she inquire how you were? Did, was there any discussion about that? No, because it was such a popular yoga studio and there were so many people there that, you know, I, and I didn't really, you know, it was my first time there. I didn't really know the people. So mm. anyway, but then fast forward several years later, I started kind of getting into getting curious about meditation. Mm-hmm. And so then I went into meditation that brought me back to yoga. Okay. And then, um, and then I took yoga teacher training and met you and fell in love with yoga a whole nother way. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then we have a lot to talk about. Let's backpedal just a minute because, um, one of the things I always do ask everybody is, do you, have you ever had a negative experience in yoga? And so right off the bat, you did have a negative uh, experience and yet you kept seeking it out. What do you think it was that kept bringing you to wanting to try it again after having such a serious injury at the, at the hands of a teacher? Well, because it, I still loved the mindfulness part of it. I, I loved the, the breathing and the connection to the body mm. that you, you don't get anywhere else. And I think that's why I sought out meditation after that. Mm-hmm. And that just naturally led me to the curiosity of yoga. Right. And, and then when my friend Emily... um funny like I had asked her to do a a Zumba training with me and then she asked me to do yoga training with her and I was like yeah (laughs) sure I'll just learn yoga the right way so that's how we stumbled into your door (laughs) yeah (laughs) your doorstep and that's why instead of taking yoga classes I went straight into yoga teacher training Mm. and little did I know how much I would learn and grow. And I'm actually happy that I went into it that way instead of learning it for years. How come? Because so many people take the videos and take the classes and there's a lot of people out there that don't teach yoga the right way. Mm-hmm. And I'm <laughs> even within... Our training, like, you know, 
we didn't go through the poses until later because there was a lot of, a lot of knowledge to get through. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And there were people that had taken yoga for so many years and they're like, Oh, we were doing warrior one wrong the whole time, or you're not supposed to go from warrior one to warrior two because it causes hip issues. (laughs) Well, if you've been practicing it that way the whole time, guess what? (laughs) Now you have to relearn. So I was a clean slate. And I actually appreciated that. So, yeah. And I think that, um, you know, there's obviously so many different styles of yoga. So some people might feel differently about that. Um, But, you know, my thing is always teaching as safely as possible for all people. And um, so it's a very sort of Iyengar approach to uh, the postures versus a a vinyasa in that respect. So, um, you know, for for everybody that's kind of listening, there's so many different styles of yoga. And I think what Susie's kind of pointing out is you have to really find the right instructor um, because nowadays yoga is so popular. There's a lot of people teaching. And with the current situation, there's a lot of people teaching online (laughs) and just recording videos. And then you're not even getting the feedback or even if you're live streaming, I know as an instructor, I can't see everything people are doing. Uh, Their camera may not even be on them sometimes. So it's just very, very difficult these days to teach as, as well as we'd like to, but finding the right teacher is super important. So let's talk about a little bit about where you are today, because you, it seems like I'm hearing you're doing some trainings now. So, wow, fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to? Well, after um, doing my 200-hour training, um, I fell in love with yin yoga. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of molded my course into it's it's kind of just become my passion and I guess because with my path of of endometriosis backtracking to my story of when I had the endometriosis and then I started taking the training I found that after three months into my training I can't, I don't know if you remember this, but I ended up canceling my surgery for my ablation because I felt so good mm-hmm. that I didn't want to ruin my progress of learning yoga because I, well, I didn't even have the swelling and like, I just felt so good. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the pain. And I was like, why am I going to go have a surgery that may or may not help me? And also, I feel great. Right. So I was like, well, it can wait. You know, let, let me keep going with my uh, training. And I've never looked back. And <laughs> yeah, amazing what breath work and movement can do and, and just connection to the body. So I found this path of healing. And then with the yin yoga on top of the traditional yoga, I found an even more in-depth mind-body connection of, of 
of yoga. And so that's where my passion lies. So now I've developed a hundred hour uh, yin yoga training that I have playfully dubbed yinology. Um, <laughs> 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 I like it. Yeah. So actually I'm, I'm thinking of possibly developing it into a book is what I'm thinking. So Awesome. Wow. I can't wait to uh, hear more about that. We'll have to talk about that also outside of the podcast because um yin yoga i think i think restorative yoga yin yoga gentle type yoga they're so important um and really everyone can benefit from these gentler practices and maybe the past 10 years, I would say just have just have been been around for a while. The last 10 to 15 years have been such a focus vinyasa yoga in the yoga community. Um, But where we are now, energetically, everybody really needs that um, the slowing down the stillness, the going within. Um, And so those sorts of practices are, are just so important. And I'm glad that you're finding finding a way not just for yourself there, but to teach others the significance of those, uh, especially through yin. And even the message that, that people can help themselves help to heal themselves. Right. Because in this day and age, we're finding that even medical doctors are leaning towards encouraging people to help themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And yoga has always given people some sort of platform for that. So it's a it's a great thing. And, you know, you have a really cool story I would love for you to share with everybody as well. Um, because after you did your 200 hour training <laughs> with me, you, I think you went to California to do a Kundalini um, prenatal training. And would you mind sharing a little bit of the, the whole amazing outcome from that? Yes, I would love to. That's another, another amazing yoga story of just listening to your body and um, mind body connection. So I went to California to go do a prenatal uh, um, yoga. And really, because I had the severe endometriosis, they told me I couldn't have children. So I thought, I just wanted to go do another yoga training. And my sister had invited me out to California for three days. And I was like, when am I ever going to go out to California? I'm not going out for three days. Let me find a a training out in California. Like, you know, this would be great. I'll just stay an extra week or so. Mm. So the only training I could find out there was a Kundalini prenatal training. I was like, cool, a different type of yoga. Great. And it's with this Gormuk, who I didn't know at the time was this like, like guru (laughs) of (laughs) Kundalini, like the biggest name in kundalini little did i know and um prenatal yoga i was like great those who can't do teach right 
So I'll, <laughs> I'll teach women that to bring or empower women to bring beautiful babies into the world. So I go out there and for eight days straight, we're rubbing our bellies and doing all these prenatal exercises. It was an amazing experience chanting and just, it was eight days of just amazingness. I come home and 15 days, <laughs> about 15 days later, I don't know how much, you know, it, it was very short time later, turned out I was pregnant. I don't, I don't even know how it happened because I came home and I feel like my husband and I were working. We had so much work that we'd never worked so much in our lives. So I don't even know <laughs> how that was possible, but yeah, I was pregnant and we have a beautiful, amazing spirited little guy who you baptized. <laughs> I did. I was so honored to be able to do that for you, just knowing your story mm. and then being involved with that. And he is just such a special little guy. Mm. Um, and it's just such a magical story. And I mean, I just have to, I have to say the like we're talking about the healing capacity for the human body is tremendous. And if we just give ourselves the time to uh, work with that and, you know, we, we can do anything and here we go. You were told you're never going to have, be able to have children, um, the endometriosis, everything else. And you go out and you immerse yourself in these womb healing practices of yoga and you have this now um, magical experience because of it. Um, it. It just, to me, it really shines a huge light on the capacity uh, of, of healing, of self-healing, but also what this yoga practice can show. And you know what was so cool? Um, before I got pregnant, I started just having these little inklings of all of a sudden, and I'm not saying that this leads to fertility. Please don't anybody, don't let anybody be that this be your takeaway. But I got little inklings, like little guidances from my body of all of a sudden I, I was taking like, uh, thyroid medication and all of a sudden I was like you know what I don't think my body needs this anymore I've been taking mm. it for so many years and I really don't think I need this anymore I just uh, like uh, it's just not not doing me anything and then it was like I really don't think I want to be using ammonia uh, aluminum based uh, deodorants anymore and then it was yeah. like I really don't feel like I want to eat red meat and it was like little things like that. And then it was all of a sudden, I think I want to start drinking green tea instead of coffee in the morning. Just very little steps that it wasn't until after I was pregnant when I was reading the what to expect when you're expecting 
that all those it has a fertility chapter in it which i don't know why that's in there because when you're already reading what to expect when you're expecting like <laughs> that you seems yeah there. like but it has a whole fertility chapter in it and those are things that they write in there like you know stop taking these you know like don't take these things and it's like stop drinking caffeine like you know try to stay away from red meats you know and and it's literally goes through all these things like start drinking green teas and i'm like are you kidding me like i like my body was leading me to all the things that for my body was not allowing me to get pregnant or yeah. or maybe because of my endometriosis it wasn't helping and this was the way that it, it, it would allow me to, you know? Well, I think also it's intuition, right? Yeah. I think you're, you really awakened to some of the higher functions uh, that you probably, prior to yoga, meditation. I would have um, never known if I hadn't right. done yoga. Right. So here we have, you know, over the years, I've had so many women come in having trouble uh, getting pregnant for one reason or the other. Um, and I've seen quite a few people um, start practicing yoga and then wind up being able to conceive. And some for a while, I was seeing a lot of um, connection between yoga and acupuncture as like two different um, holistic modalities done together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, you know, I, I cannot, um, tell people enough, just, you know, just keep at it, just keep practicing and, um, you know, it, it's all coming, but you have to really be open to it. And I think that's what you're saying. You know, things just started to really blossom and open for you in all different ways. Right. And just the, the, to listen to the, to the little whispers that, your body tells you no matter mm -hmm. what your situation is, you know, if you're getting migraines and all of a sudden your body is telling you like, Hey, maybe you should drink more water, you know, like yeah. whatever the inkling may be to just be open to maybe our bodies do know what we need. Right. Well, that, I mean, you have a couple of really amazing you know, stories to share with people. And so it's great that you've stepped into, um, you know, more of a, of a trainer and mentor in the practice. And what was that 2015 that you did your training? Is it like six years since we did that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, in a very short time, but you also fully embraced the practice and immersed in it. It's not like you dabbled. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we already talked about a few things on my list, but I always ask people what their favorite yoga pose is. You already said it's pigeon. Is it still your favorite pose? Yes, but it's, it's true pigeon, which you taught me because a lot of people just go straight down into sleeping pigeon, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and not many people, even when I teach it to this day, not everybody wants to go straight down. And it's, it's right. that pigeon where you, you know, you arch the back a little bit and you, um, uh, 
you use your hands to prop yourself up and you take a minute. Mm. You know, I think, again, a lot of the dropping down comes from uh, a vinyasa practice where people go pretty hard for a while and then they think, oh, good pigeon. And they just want to drop because they've been working really hard. And there's still a component of engagement and igniting of energy in that posture. But a lot of people miss, they miss that nuance. Right. But I, I appreciate you getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so are there, at this point, are there still any yoga trainings or styles of yoga that you're looking to dive into? Hmm. That's a good question. Because I think you also finished a 500-hour training. So you're, you're – um, RYT 500 now in addition, right? So yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've never, um, I mean, I've, I've never done a, a true like Baptiste style power yoga, but at this point in my life, I don't think that my body can handle it. (laughs) So, you know, maybe backtrack, you know, to my 20s, I probably would have been really into that to to really get into like a true power and be able to do those. Like, I'd love to be able to do some like, like, not crazy inversions, but to really feel that power in my body, you know? Yeah, I can relate to that as well. (laughs) But I did training with him when I was younger. And um, I mean, it was hard then. So (laughs) I can't imagine that, you know, in my 50s getting into it. But I do recall lots of people in their 50s and even 60s getting into his program back when I did the training with him. And, um, you know, I think even he would tell you, you do what you can. You know, I, I recall uh, him sharing a story of a woman that came to a training with an injury who laid down for like the first five days or something like that because she really couldn't do much of anything. And she, I don't know, like the sixth day she sat up having never even I think never practicing yoga and just watching for a few days sprung up and just started practicing because again, she had just kind of immersed in the energy of it, but, um, wow. You know, and she was an older, I think, you know, in her probably my age or older, uh, person as well. So I, I was always astounded by like age isn't a thing with yoga and, um, sometimes the people practicing next to me in some of these really challenging classes were a lot older than me and they were so much more graceful. And, um, you know, you talk to people afterwards because you're inspired by them. And sometimes you find out they really haven't been practicing that long. So, I mean, everybody's different, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Don't let anything limit you (laughs) if you feel like, but it does feel like you're called more towards yin yoga these days. So maybe it isn't for you, but you know, you never know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe maybe one day you'll stumble into a class <laughs> and find a new love we'll see yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so do you have a favorite yoga quote Sorry about that. I think the connection dropped, but you were just about to talk about your favorite yoga quote and then the call went out. Okay. Share that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I was still talking. (laughs) So, um, I, I was saying, um, you may laugh because it's probably cliche, but for me, it's one of those quotes that it always stops me in my tracks when I'm about to react to something and it's be the change you wish to see. Mm. And for me, it's, it, it really holds true. Yeah. So, well, it's, that's a good one. And you try to live your life that way. It seems right. Yeah. Cause you have to, and it's like, you know, I'm not perfect. And, like, especially with a three-year-old, I mean, if anyone's going to, you know, <laughs> try your patience. <laughs> exactly. I know. Uh, um, how about, uh, what's the most rewarding part of teaching yoga that you found? The most rewarding part of teaching yoga. Oh, it's, that's, that's countless. There's so much of it. It, it really is. It's when I teach a class and every time I teach a class and the, the students come, come up to me and they say, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And, you know, you can tell that they're, they were so touched by it. And, but in the same right, like, I, I, I don't know. It's, that, that's a, that's a loaded question. (laughs) I guess that's, that's your journaling homework for tonight. You can consider that and share it at another time with us. Yeah. All right. Well, my next question is probably not any easier. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> so what is Samadhi? Mm. Samadhi. That's just that, that moment of, of oneness with self when, when you can really, really just be with yourself in meditation. Can you, ex- can you elaborate on the, the, that experience? It's just like you hit this, this point where the closest word I can say, it's like this almost a nirvana like bliss. It's just, you feel it in your soul. 
kind of into I know I have, um, you know, read a lot over the years about Samadhi and, and I've read many times that it's not uh, describable in the English language. It's, so I think maybe that's where you're at, right? It's, <laughs> is it something that you've experienced multiple times, one time? I mean, what is uh, it to you? Is well, it- it's so funny because the past, I would say about, two and a half months I've been on this kick of of just meditating where like since I started yoga teacher training my one goal has been to to have a regular yoga slash meditation practice and it's like I've never been able to do it and all of a sudden I just got into this meditation practice and and now it's like that's all I want to do is meditate. <laughs> <laughs> you want to like, find your little cave and just go off. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I love it now, and that's all I want to do. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing. I don't think anybody could blame you, given the last year that we've had wanting to run off and find and find a meditative bliss. <laughs> <laughs> but as a, as a teacher, it is our job to help people uh, figure that out, you know, on a daily basis to bring um, that sort of joy, happiness, contentment, bliss, whatever you want to, you know, however you want to use the words to describe it. But, to to find ways to bring that into their life that you know it's it's kind of our job to to point people in the in the direction of of finding that and and birthing it so that it's not some obscure thing that you know these yogis go off into the himalayan mountains and do it's something that we can experience here every day in our life right and i feel like with this past year so many people have um have taken this year as as such a bad thing and I, I actually am so grateful for this past year it's it's caused me to slow down it caused me to enjoy um my home my family um myself <laughs> and, <laughs> um and to realize how many things I don't need um you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just been a really relaxing, nice time to just be inward. It's been a very yin year. And to me, I feel like it's brought us all closer in a lot of ways. And I'm really thankful for that. That's a great thing to, to feel and, and share as so many people are, I think are focusing outward on external situations and feeling the exact opposite. So what you're describing is tune in and, and you see the beauty and, and how special everything in your life, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good message. Do you have any other advice for maybe those new to yoga or thinking about starting yoga? Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Have an open mind and, and try it out. You're not going to be disappointed. No. And Just you don't start with Yin. 
<laughs> don't start or do start? I didn't. No, don't, don't start with yin. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I hated my first yin class because I didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's difficult because for those of you that don't know what yin is, you're holding the postures for quite a long time. Um, there, there's a discomfort there that you have to sit with. And um, while that's pretty much in any yoga practice, it's really emphasized in yin. Um, and you have to really go in and breathe. And certainly I think, yeah, I agree with you that right now, especially today with everything going on, that would be incredibly challenging for a lot of people to just drop into first class. And just like you were saying with the instructors and stuff, like you have to find a really good yin class because I've, I've been to a lot of yin classes where they get you into the pose and it's dead silence. I can't handle that. (laughs) That's, that's, that's not, that's not fun for anyone. Mm. Um, So um, (laughs) are you teaching, are you teaching online somewhere or any, you want to share some of your contacts so that Maybe some people are inspired to reach out to you either for um, prenatal yoga classes or counseling or yin yoga. Um, yeah, my email is Susie Teaches Yoga, plain and simple, <laughs> at gmail.com. And it's S U Z I, right? Yes. Susie Teaches yeah. Yoga at gmail.com. And do you have a website or anywhere that you're? also able to be reached any social Um, media accounts i'm on instagram and just my email for now okay Um, yeah i'm not really teaching anything right now okay more the emphasis on the training and like it sounds like you're still kind of um plugging into your family and yourself which is awesome yeah but i'm i'm more than happy if you know someone reaches out to to make something work so okay so thank you for joining the accidental yogini podcast i mean every time i talk to somebody i'm i just see how that fits so nicely for so many people you know we didn't intend on um you know making this our our lifetime you know career or practice we kind of accidentally stepped into it and found all of these amazing other uh things in our life that have have um changed or or been become better because of the practice and so you know another another accidental (laughs) yogini (laughs) yeah i'm seeing an accidental yogini part two perhaps (laughs) (laughs) maybe you 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 make a story of all of our uh stories (laughs) Yeah, well, the original book wasn't about me. People still think it's me, but it was a combination of people. Somebody mentioned to me I should do the accidental yogi from a male perspective. I thought that was a cool idea, too. We'll see. I don't know. Like, I ha- I don't have time for that. I'm still trying to get my doctoral um, thesis done. <laughs> I mean, it's done, but it's not published. So, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Susie, I love you so much. And um, let's, let's take a, a nature walk or something soon. I look forward yes. to that with you and AJ. It sounds good. And I thank you for bringing me to my path of yoga. 
I appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you. I will talk to you very soon. Sounds good. Okay. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> Bye.